this week on episode 57 of the Odd Dad Out podcast, I've got a lot of food rage stories. Like, rage about food I didn't understand could exist. And since it just popped up yesterday, I'm going to take a few minutes to talk about the first trailer for Thor Ragnarok. And in a return to the jackass of the week, I've got a London shop selling basically $20 sticks. And in recommended listening, I'm taking a little break from my wife's suggestions and jumping back into the hilarious Sans Pants Radio Collection with this week's featured podcast, Shut Up a Second. Five, four, three, two, one... Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, as always, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out, and thank you for listening. If you are new to the show, here's what I do. I make fun of new stuff, I share some of my own personal little dad stories and whatnot, and I wrap up every show with a recommended podcast, because I just like sharing And at this point, you'd think I'd have that whole intro scripted or something. I've tried it. It sucks. Anyway, (laughs) how are you doing today? So, before I jump into the show, I have a little correction. And you may have seen it if you follow me on Twitter. But last week, I kept talking and talking about, like, the shout-outs about Neil from Ice in the Face. Well, Neil isn't the guy from Ice in the Face. That's Rick. And I I apologize to him because I totally fucked it up. Neil is the host of Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks. Great show. Love the the show. Much like Ice in the Face. Previous recommended listening. Not the guy I was talking about. So, apologies to Rick. And, you know, both of y'all keep up the good work. Okay. Enough about me being a dumbass. So, like I said, the... First trailer for Thor Ragnarok dropped yesterday. Kind of as a surprise to everybody, it seems like. Nowadays, everyone's like doing a pre-trailer announcement. They didn't do that. They just kind of showed up. And so they just, like, here's the first trailer. And here's the first poster. And everyone kind of got caught off guard and it was a big thing. And everybody was swarming and doing all their crazy shit. But because I cover these things and I talk my, my little nerdery and I like movies and shit like that. I'm going to talk about it. So first things first, let's play the Thor trailer. Now I know what you're thinking. How did this happen? It's a long story. Asgard is dead. Hi there. 
are today. Tell me. A contender. It's main event time. He's a friend from work. Oh, come on. Okay, first off, I'm just going to say it. This looks fun. And I've, and I've said before, that's like my only criteria for superhero movies. I mean, I will say I've, I've not been as behind the Thor movies. I mean, he's a great character. He's hilarious. And I think they, they do a great job with the fact that he's, it's an easy character to make fun of just because by nature of, oh, he's the long haired blonde guy who's really awkward and he's, he's Thor. I mean, that's just kind of it. It's like all of the, the gods make for hilarious characters because just by nature of the character. So they're very out of time, you know, but just the whole like it looks fun it looks like crazy because if you know anything about the comics and i'm gonna say i don't read comics i love comic book movies i love superhero movies but i don't actually read comics so my knowledge of comic lore is wikipedia or like the uh like dc and marvel wiki where they get so in so deep into character lore it's scary you don't have to read the comics. Just go to those pages. It'll tell you fucking everything. But, and that being said, if you know anything about it, Ragnarok is basically the war to end all wars end of Asgard. And you basically see that. And you see uh, Hela, who is kind of like, she's like the, the guardian of the underworld, kind of in like their whole in their world but it's interesting that thing is what a Kate Blanchett is playing her and in the comics Hela is Loki's daughter whether or not they do that I don't know she looks awesome she fucking smashes uh, uh Thor's hammer like one-handed just crushes that thing like a forget like play-doh and next thing you know Thor is on what in the comics and in the in the animated movie is Sakaar, or otherwise known as Planet Hulk, with Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster, who, again, don't know if they're going to take it that way, who is the brother to Benicio Del Toro's uh, collector. They basically do the same shit. They collect warriors, and in the, like they collect shit. The Grandmaster collects people and plays games with them. He has like a gladiator arena. And so Thor shows up, he gets all fucking haircut and painted up and all this shit and gets marched out into the arena. And who is his, who is his uh, opponent? Hulk, which is what you hear there at the end. Like, oh, he's a friend from work. (laughs) It's going to be funny. I think they're they're really, they've, they've talked about this movie as being like a, 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 
buddy adventure between Thor and Hulk. And I've always loved, like, since the first Avengers, the, the play between Hulk and Thor. Sit there, you know, working together, beating the shit out of all of the, uh, what the fuck, the Chitari and all the aliens in the first Avengers. And like standing there all, all proud. Yeah, we did some shit. And Hulk just fucking punches Thor just for the, and, just, and laughs about it. It's like, why? Cause he can, cause he's the Hulk. Because they have that goofy, big, like brother relationship where they're always trying to know I'm stronger than you. No, I'm stronger. And that, that's something from like, from the comics, from the cartoons. They just, they're always trying to one up each other. I'm the, I'm the stronger guy. No, I'm the stronger guy. They're the muscle. And so they're always trying to be the bigger muscle. And so you've got that big Hulk Thor clash where, and if you go to again the source material, Hulk is being mind controlled. You know, basically all of the gladiators in his arena are mind controlled. So it, they're probably going to go that route. I'd love, and they're, they're probably not going to do it, but I'd love to see them bring in Beta Ray Bill. They're not going to do it. Because it's just too much of a stretch to bring in a, a horseman character into this story. and But everyone's saying that by looking at the style, I like the music and everything they're doing with this trailer. They're really making it obvious that somewhere in this story, they're going to connect it to the Guardians of the Galaxy. Which makes sense since they're out in space and it's the first time other than the Guardians movie where they go out into space. They're probably going to connect the guardians to this somehow that's probably how they're getting off the planet but that's probably going to be what gets them off of sakar what gets them back to earth and connects them all like back to getting well like with infinity war at the end that's probably how it's all going to connect you're going to have you know uh hulk and thor and the guardians show up and Hulk and like and the Guardian to bring Hulk and Thor back to Earth because after all what is Star-Lord he's, he hasn't gone back to Earth since he was a kid so hey he's going to go back to Earth because Thanos is trying to attack the Earth makes sense really easy to plot that out but that's in Guardians and Infinity War and all this other shit later no matter what this looks fun it looks much more fun and much better of a story and just more enjoyable than uh, the second Thor movie, uh, The Dark World, which was very dark and was kind of, it, it was harder to follow. Um, it was, it was really weird. So this looks good. I'm enjoying it. It looks fun. But enough about Thor. Let's jump back to the return of my oldest segment, the Jackass of the Week. Jackass of the Week. Okay, there's no other way to describe this other than to say there is a place, a like a, I guess you say it's like a uh, boutique, like decoration, like it's all like floor and decor type stuff, you know, it's like, oh, here's a, some stuff to hang on your wall. Here's some picture frames and art and lamps and shit like that. Well, and like artisan type shit. Well, what this place has been doing, and not the only thing they sell, but they've been, for all intents and purposes, selling sticks. And yeah, it's not like they are—they are acquiring sticks 
and branches from a local uh, a tree trimmer. And they'll like, oh, they'll plane it down and they'll drill some holes in it. And they sell them as like wall decorations or like coat hangers and shit like this. And I've got a picture up in the, on the show notes. Uh, but it's, it's a stick. It's basically it's a chunk of a branch with a, you know. And yes, they're being selective. And oh, they have to plane one side so it stays on the wall. And they have to drill some holes in it so it, you can mount it properly. It's still a stick. I mean, it's it's a stick. Like, and in the article, they oh, they spend about twenty minutes on each one. Yeah, that's twenty minutes. I mean, go out to your fucking yard, chop off a branch, and stick it on your wall. Because, and uh, did I mention this is in London? So they're kind of uppity. And I'm sure there's somebody. Some I know I have listeners in London, and I'm sorry, but some. The general perception is there's a certain amount of pretension. Uh, and again, it's everywhere is different. There are parts of, of Phoenix that are incredibly pretentious. And I'm sure there are parts of London that are incredibly pretentious and then other parts that are entirely normal. But the people that are buying and selling these sticks are incredibly pretentious. But they're, they're charging essentially the equivalent of 20 bucks for a stick that you can put on your wall for like a coat hanger or like a hat rack or something like or like what what, it's a stick what's the fuck and really i don't know who's worse in this situation the the shop that are selling sticks for twenty dollars or the uh the people that are buying them really because you're just as much at fault you're just as much a schmuck for buying the fucking sticks you're buying sticks of local wood, locally sourced. And they're like, oh, we have to source the wood and the, not every piece. That's why they're not just sticks. They're, they're specially sourced. They're from a local tree trimmer. Like, oh, you're buying them. Why are you buying them? Hey, Joe, you got any scraps? Take all of the crap, take all of the junk, and then sort it. Guess what? You're not paying for shit because guess what? He's not paying for it. He's not making any money off of it. Unless, I will say, there are cases where there are tree trimmers who work with charcoal companies and shit like this. And when they grind up the trees and they run it through their little wood chipper and shit, they sell all of that wood to places like, you know, like I said, charcoal manufacturers or... Uh, I don't know who the fuck else would or would uh, like paper mills or some shit like I don't know. Maybe they do that. Maybe they get some money from that. But otherwise, they're fucking throwing it. It's scrap wood they cut off of somebody's tree. You are paying this guy for sticks and then you are having to charge people $20 for a fucking stick to put on their wall. So everybody's at fault. The, both the people that are stupid enough to buy them and the jackasses who are selling them sticks for 20 bucks. Because it's a stick, folks. I don't care what you do to it. It's a stick. I will admit, I have a shillelagh on my wall. Irish-Mexican, so I've got a shillelagh on my wall. Guess what? It's a highly varnished stick. But at least it's varnished. <laughs> for But for all intents and purposes, it is a... Like, it's a varnished 
polished stick. It's also a family heirloom. Because, in this case, it's a weapon. It's not art to hang on the wall. It's a weapon. (laughs) That's its job. It is intended for beating the shit out of somebody. Big difference. Then here's a stick on the wall for art purposes. This is, technically speaking, a historical item that is technically a, a, it's a historical weapon uh, for Irish people, it, but it's a stick. And I will admit I have a stick hanging on my wall, but at least my stick has some purpose aside from it's a, this wasn't on a tree yesterday. <laughs> this, this, this shillelagh has been in my family for, for years. And yeah, it's, it's a, you know, there's, they don't write songs about, you know, oak branches hanging on your walls, but, you know, somebody singing, I wallop him with me, shillelagh. Oh, I've seen the quiet man one too many times. But, <laughs> but the, at least my stick has a purpose. Your stick is a stick on a wall that was on a tree two days ago. And you paid 20 bucks for it to buy a stick you could have made yourself. I re- again, I'm, I'm realizing that, you know, didn't think the idea that I have a stick on my wall, but it's still, my stick on the wall has significance, your stick on the wall is a stick. You know, your stick on the wall is a hat rack, mine is a weapon, because my wife doesn't like guns. But, okay, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fade out of my mild hypocrisy in the hanging sticks on the wall, and take a little promo break and i will be back with all of the plenty 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 plentiful <laughs> food rage news from this week what's happening with the mole man what, what's happening to the new man what's happening with the mole man i don't know the song about the new man hey it's the new man if you're looking for a new podcast to check out why not check out what's happening with the new man with the crazy bad scientists from australia talking about all sorts of things from gardening to cooking to life at home with your kids what's happening with the new man podcast is the one for you check it out now it's on itunes what's happening with the new man also on podbeam and all your social media pipes make sure you press the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode you don't want to miss this hilarious podcast from australia what's happening with the new man I'm Adam. And I'm Rihanna from the Mom and Dad Cuss a Little podcast. After seven and a half years and four little boys, we've learned a few things about the parenting game and are here to share it with you. We definitely don't know everything, but we tell it how it is, chaos, messes, and all. So, if you like your parenting shows without all the sugar-coated unicorns, subscribe to Mom and Dad Cuss a Little on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever great podcasts are found. First up in Food Rage this week. Okay, I don't know if you heard about this restaurant that banned children. And I guess it's it's kind of happened before, but they they banned children under five. Let's see where it's... Uh, da, da, where is it? Uh, ah, North Carolina. Okay. Uh, yeah, Caruso's... Uh, the traditional, classy, intimate restaurant, quote, 
but yeah, they're in uh, Mooresville, North Carolina, and they banned children under five. And they said they did this because they had multiple complaints. And this is, and you see the picture, this is a, it's a nice restaurant. Totally. You know, I could see them not wanting loud children. People that go there are expecting a nice, quiet dinner. And when you got small children screaming and throwing fits, then yeah, you're not so happy about it. Well, they were getting complaints. They had people getting up and leaving because they just couldn't deal with, you know, small children in the restaurant. And so, yeah, no kids under five allowed. That's it. And there was a lot of like media backlash. A lot of people were like, oh my God, how can you do that? That's so terrible. That's uh, you're, you're uh, alienating families and blah, blah, blah. It's like, I'm sorry, but it is a nice restaurant. And when you go there, you expect a certain quality to the establishment and your meal. You want to enjoy your meal and you don't want the mom and the table next to you. Sorry, mom. Mom and the table next to you with the screaming two-year-old. I have a screaming three-year-old. I've got, I've got four boys. We don't take the boys out much because of that. We do, we, and we don't go to really fancy restaurants or anything, but we, we'll go out to a diner. We'll go out to IHOP or Denny's or something. And if the boys start getting rowdy, we wrap it up and we go because a, we don't want to be those parents that have got the screaming kids, but it's like, we're just as much embarrassed because, and it's not like we're embarrassed of our kids, but it's like a, Hey, and it's kind of teaching them a lesson of, Hey, that's not how you behave when we go out in public. You know how to behave. You need to be polite. You need to behave. You need to act properly. And we, we've kind of, you know, instilled that in our boys since day one. You behave properly when you go out. There's a certain way to behave when you go out in the world. And throwing a tantrum over your smiley face pancakes is not it. Now... Again, there's a ton of media backlash against this place for doing this. This is not a new idea. There are, play, there are restaurants all over the world, lots of, like, in, primarily in Europe, a lot more fancier, uppity, more, you know, highbrow places that have banned children. Which is, I mean, I'm, I'm not even faulting them. The funny part is, with all of the media backlash and people hating on this place, business is up. Business is booming in this little, uh, in this restaurant because now people know, hey, I can go there and I'm not going to have this experience. And it, it probably got them a lot of media attention in general. Oh, hey, there's this place. Oh, and no kids allowed. So mom and dad can go have a nice sit down dinner in a nice, uh, fancy restaurant without any worrying about kids. This is the escape restaurant. This is where the parents go for their date night. And they know there's not going to be the thought of kids around because there's not going to be any kids around. So it's kind of funny that it, it, to a certain degree, this social media backlash and mainstream media backlash, because whenever social media jumps on something, the mainstream media jumps on it too. But this huge social media backlash trying to rip this restaurant apart over banning small children worked in their favor. What do they say? Uh, they, they're no, uh, no such thing as bad press. And yeah, there are some, like, 
especially lately the airlines have been getting a lot of shit but and there's and there's so many cases i hate social media uh these people that go out there and and flame on companies and flame on shit over social media issues because it's always based around some like cell phone video of oh my god look what they're doing look at this thing nobody stopped to fucking help anybody let's all film it um like i'd rather sit here with my cell phone and film this and and rage on the internet than actually do something about it and guess what nobody gets the instigated part because when i'm sorry if somebody gets shot six times by a cop, they probably did something to get shot six times. You didn't catch that part on the camera because you didn't start filming until after the shit escalated. If somebody gets tased, you didn't start filming until after they did some shit to get tased. You know, somebody was escalating a situation with your cop and, oh, oh shit, look, this is getting good. Let me get my phone. I gotta film this. Oh shit, that guy just got tased. Oh shit, that guy just picked a fight and he just got taken down by five cops. If it took five cops, they probably did some shit. Uh, but the, all this social media activism and, and I fucking hate celebrities jump on this bullshit and it drives me fucking nuts uh, that everybody jumps on this shit without actually knowing 100% of the story. That's why I don't cover that's why I don't talk about these sort of stories a lot. But the social media activism, these people who say, "Oh, I'm never flying that airline again or I'm never going to that town again or you know, it's all, you know, cops are all corrupt. Look at how they're killing all the black people." Everybody jumps on the one detail from the end they jump on the end of the story. They didn't see how it fucking started. You know, you need the whole story, and I hate that about the the social media activism world, and especially the celebrities who jump on it, because ever, as soon as a thing pops up and people fucking see headlines, they don't read the story, they flame on shit, and then they, 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 they like, blow the situation, and it makes this huge deal, when if you'd read the fucking story to begin with, beyond the clickbait headline, then you'd have realized that, hey, that guy that just got tased had a gun, or, hey, that guy that just got shot six times was holding a hostage, or whatever the fuck happened, but there was a reason for the whatever happened. That person escalated the situation, or that person was doing something that necessitated the reaction. But nobody wants to read the story. Nobody wants the information. They want the headline. And then, because they made the statement, they have to back the shit up. Even when they go back later after doing this, making a stupid tweet or post or whatever the fuck, they have to back up and they, have, they, they never backpedal. They always, they double down. That's what the celebrities always double down on their, oh shit. You know, it's like suddenly... I wasn't, it's like, the information I got was uh, wrong, but I have to hold on my position, otherwise I look stupid. You look stupid. Ah, sorry. Enough celebrity tweeting rants. It, I don't know, it bugs me. Uh, but anyway, yeah. This guy basically got good, you know, got good 
uh, sales out of the uh, ban because nobody wants to have a bunch of screaming kids in a in a whatever like three star restaurant or however the hell much I don't know. But you have a nice restaurant, you want to keep it a nice restaurant, not a fucking not a McDonald's. Okay. Because I totally sidetracked on <laughs> away from I went from food rage to uh, to celebrity social media rage. Uh, have I mentioned I hate social media? I think I did. Oh yeah, I did an entire episode about how I hate social media. Uh, but that's a whole other thing. Moving on in my food rage list this evening, day, whatever, whatever time you're listening. Uh, have you heard of pizza? Not pizza, like the the nice Italian, semi-Italian, uh, you know, crust and sauce and cheese and all that. Pizza, you know, peeps, those little marshmallow sugar-covered birds or bunnies or whatever shape they are this season. Well, people have started making pizza with peeps on it. And really trying to make it a thing. You? You. Um, and it's... I've, I've, all you have to do... Google Peepsa. P-E-E-P-Z-A. And you will find a wide variety of what the fuck. I don't get it. I'm, I'm totally down for a dessert pizza. Back in the day, Pizza Hut did a dessert pizza that was essentially like an apple pie built into a pizza crust. It was like pizza crust, apple like apple pie filling, uh, like streusel crumble on top. Great, delicious dessert pizza, totally doable. Icing on top, great. Taking a standard cheese pizza, regular pizza crust, marinara sauce, mozzarella cheese, and then putting peeps on top of it. Not okay. I don't know what the fuck crackhead, uh, you know, junkie came up with pizza, but they need rehab. They need rehab hard. Because this is beyond the jack-in-the-box late-night menu, munchy boxes, which are obviously stoner food, and everybody knows they're stoner food, but hey, that doesn't make for as good of an ad campaign. Pizza is stoner food when you have no budget. That's all that is. But, yeah, it's, it's a th- people are trying to make it a thing, and I, I, little, beyond not getting it, it's just fucking gross. On the other side of it, yeah, there's the pizza, where it's like a dessert pizza, and it's, I've, I, if you look it up, there's, there's pictures of some where it's like the little pizza crust, and it's chocolate sauce, and peeps, and, and sprinkles, and shit. That's fine. That's dessert snack whatever the hell that's a dessert easter pizza whatever that's not a pizza that's like a peeps pastry thing just using a pizza crust they probably aren't even really using a pizza crust i'd i'd do that make a big cookie make like a big sugar cookie base like nutella and and peeps fine with that go for it i'm that actually sounds like a good idea great but you know cheese pizza with peeps baked on top not just set on top baked in so that shit melts in fucking gross but i can see the rage i i get ragey looking at it the picture's 
fucking disgusting. I can't see why anybody would think about making it, let alone eating it. Uh, following on the pizza rage, and this one just, wow. I, 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 I can't even say that I get it. I understand. People have, and lately people have been so ragey about pizza toppings. Okay. Get a, get a controversial here. We're getting controversial. Pineapple as a pizza topping. What the fuck is the deal lately? Everybody's raging about fucking pineapple. That they're talking to Gordon Ramsay and all these celebrity chefs. And people are raging about the controversy about is pineapple acceptable on a pizza. What the fuck does it matter? Pineapple has been eaten on pizza for decades. Why is in 2017 is it suddenly a thing? Why is it suddenly an issue? Because really... It's called a Hawaiian pizza, people. It's ham and pineapple. That's it. It's been called. It's been a Hawaiian pizza for fuck all since there's been pizza in Hawaii. There's been Hawaiian pizza. It's like fucking Canadian bacon. It's ham. You get ham and pineapple chunks. It's a Hawaiian pizza. Now, if you take a fucking Mexican pizza, which actually isn't a thing. Uh, they don't make pizza in Mexico. Um, you take a Mexican pizza with like beans and shit on it and then put pineapple, then I'm going to say you're fucking cracked out. But I'm sorry. It's just another thing. It's just another fruit or vegetable. People put shit on pizzas. You can put anything on a pizza. Assholes are putting fucking peeps on a pizza. Why is pineapple suddenly a rage-inducing topic? And I will say, if you're going to put pineapple on a pizza, A, drain that shit. B, cook it. You don't put pineapple after the fact. You put pineapple in kind of dried out. And it gets baked with the fucking pizza. Otherwise, you just put soup on your pizza. Uh, But back on point... New Zealand Prime Minister sparks outrage for putting canned spaghetti on pizza. People are asking to impeach him. People want the Prime Minister of New Zealand impeached for putting canned spaghetti, like SpaghettiOs, like Chef Boyardee, on his pizza. Really? I've heard of spaghetti pizza. It's not, it's, it's actually a thing. It's a long, it's like, it's up there with, it's Hawaiian pizza. It's a fucking thing. It's existed for, for fucking ever. People put weird shit on pizza. You can put whatever the fuck you want on your pizza. Again, peeps, that's gross. But people are getting fucking ragey and saying impeach the prime minister. Legitimately saying impeach the prime minister over a fucking Facebook post. He has of putting canned spaghetti on his pizza, which he openly admits, hey, I didn't drain it as well as I should have, so it was a little soggy. And to add insult to injury, this pizza consists of canned spaghetti, tomatoes, ham, and pineapple. Yeah, he just shoved a big middle finger to all the pizza-topping ragers out there in that one picture. Um, But they're saying, oh, it's insensitive to Italians to disgrace 
both spaghetti and pizza in such a way. It's so insensitive. What the fuck? It's a goddamn pizza. The guy's making a fucking pizza the way he had pizza when he was a kid. His mom put SpaghettiOs on his pizza so he does it now for his kids. Shut the fuck up. It's a fucking... He's not telling you to eat it, is he? Really? He's saying, hey, this is just the way mom made it. Okay, mom made it better. But hey, this is something that I had from my childhood. Back the fuck up. Really? He's being insensitive to Italians. He's being racially insensitive and inappropriate to another culture. And he needs to be impeached. Are you fucking high? Really? It's a fucking pizza. It is a fucking pizza. Chill the fuck out. I realize I'm getting, I'm not getting Rageator's pizza. I think it's gross, but that's just because it's not my flavor profile. I'm sorry, I'm a boring pizza guy. I like pepperoni, sausage, and olives, and I know there's people like, ew, olives, oh my god, kill them. Really, people fucking get like that. It's a fucking pizza. I don't like ham on a pizza, I just uh, don't like the flavor. I'm not a fan of pineapple on pizza, it's not my thing. I'm not going to put fucking SpaghettiOs on my pizza. But I'm not going to stop you from doing it. Just because he put pineapple and ham and SpaghettiOs on a pizza does not make him a criminal. He does not need to lose his fucking job as the Prime Minister of New Zealand because he put fucking canned spaghetti on a pizza. You're a fucking idiot. Anybody who says impeach him, anybody who's raging against anybody for the shit they put on it. I'm not raging about the peeps up, by the way. I just think it's fucking gross. I think it's a shit flavor. flavor. It's like, really? There's a, re- there's a way to do peeps on a pizza, and peeps on a cheese pizza is not okay. It's just disgusting. I'm just going with uh, flavor. You want to eat it? Fine. Don't try and make it a thing. Don't try and make me eat pizza. And he's not going to make me eat his... His Hawaiian SpaghettiO pizza. Which, for all we know, is a fucking thing in, 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 in Hawaii and in the islands. It's like, New Zealand, island nation. Hawaii, island state nation area. Totally could be a thing out in just the Pacific. It could just be the thing. The people like the canned... That's what they have. They put... Like, I put... Like, we didn't have a pizza sauce growing up. Mom put SpaghettiOs. Mom put... Fucking Chef Boyardee on the pizza because that's how we got a sauce. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe that's where that comes from. You don't know. Don't hate on the guy. Don't say impeach the prime minister because he put SpaghettiOs on his pizza. Okay. I need to calm down. (laughs) And what better way to calm down than the world's new strongest coffee... Black Insomnia. Now, if you've been listening for a while, you would know I did an entire episode on coffee. Way back in the day. I can't even think of the fucking episode number right now. But, I did an entire episode on coffee. Because I was still growing ideas. But, at the time, the strongest coffee in the world was called Death Wish. And it that shit's still strong as fuck. Uh, any anybody who's had it will tell you. Death Wish coffee is is strong as fuck. 
And I honestly thought when I saw this, uh, the picture of the the bags and all this stuff, I thought it was made by Death Wish and like they just had a new product. But in fact, uh, that uh, Black Insomnia is a different company. And they've basically, they, they're much like everybody, their proprietary method of brewing and, and, and roasting the coffee has ultra concentrated the caffeine levels. And I have to assume they just did this because they wanted to come up with the strongest method. But apparently Black Insomnia has been around for a few years in South Africa. And then they decided, hey, let's try and expand because people dig these ultra uh, rich coffees. So now you can buy it on Amazon. You can buy it direct from them. But, you know, they weren't just claiming, oh, we've got the strongest coffee. They actually had it lab tested. They went out and they put, they did a lab test to test the concentration of coffees. So, just you know, pulling up the numbers here, uh, a, a Death Wish coffee, like I said, was the the previous like up to like a year ago was the strongest coffee out there. They uh, said it has thirteen point two grams full grams of caffeine per kilogram of coffee during testing. So, yeah, thirteen out of thirteen out of 13 grams out of a kilogram is caffeine. Uh, let's see. Where is it? Ah, where's the number? There it is. Okay. Uh, Black Insomnia has 17 and a half grams of caffeine. So Death Wish used to like right below the level of like safety. Death Wish coffee, 13 grams of caffeine per kilogram Black Insomnia, 17 and a half. Damn. Uh, and they, for per, uh, comparison purposes, they said Starbucks Dark Roast contains five or six grams of caffeine. So this is like three and a half times stronger than a, than a Starbucks Dark. Damn. Yeah, damn. Uh, for reference, uh, let's see, where are the, the numbers? Because the, yeah. The FDA recommends recommends 400 milligrams of caffeine a day. Um, one cup of black insomnia contains 700 milligrams of caffeine. Again, damn. And I love my coffee. I love my dark roast coffee. But I don't drink coffee for the caffeine. I don't. I actually, I'm not one of those people with a caffeine dependency. I don't get jittery. I could sit there and drink a pot of coffee and then go take a nap. Fine. I could probably take a shot of this stuff and go take a nap because I don't have that feeling. I just like coffee. I like the taste of coffee. So caffeine level doesn't do shit for me. That being said, I only drink ultra dark roast. And yeah, I might give this a try if it weren't so damn expensive. But they've got a wide variety. of. I, I checked the website. Half their shit's sold out right now. They're getting so, I could tell, like, with, there's a, be getting the announcement of, this is the new strongest coffee everybody's trying to buy, and say, oh my, is it as strong as they say? But they've got a bunch of stuff, they've got, I mean, they've got K-Cups, they've got whole bean, they've got ground, they've got, let's see, trying to see what is this, uh, Black Hydro Caffeine and Electrolyte Infused Drink, 
So it's like a fucking like caffeine infused Gatorade with a, what I have to assume is their level of caffeine in a like Gatorade or whatever. And then cold brew coffee and all this sort of they they've basically got all of it. All of the various ways to uh, to uh, take in your coffee nowadays. They've got them now. So, yeah. So, if you want to check out uh, Death Wish or Black Insomnia, either one, if, if you just, if, you know, a cup of coffee just ain't doing it for you and you need something a bit stronger, check out Black Insomnia and maybe in a couple of weeks you'll, you'll fall asleep. Ah, that's better. Calm down, nice cup of coffee, uh, a nice cup of highly, barely legally, barely legal caffeine, caffeine. Uh, I think I need another cup of coffee. But before I do that, or while I do that, let's go with that. While I do that, you can check out a couple more uh, Potter and Family promos, and I will be back with this week's recommended listening. What's up, guys? This is Epic Film Guy Nick here, and I just want to take a few moments to tell you about an excellent podcast that I personally listen to called Ice and the Face. Right now, if you're a fan of dystopian and even nihilistic comedy, this is the show for you. Rick and Sarah take the most ridiculous news items in the world every single week, and they just tear these stories down, all while having a great, great laugh. They're usually joined by guests who jump right in on the fun, and it's just a great time. They just launched a Patreon over at patreon.com slash ice in the face, so you can also support them. But if you're not listening to this show, what you need to do is go to their website at iceintheface.com, or jump over on your favorite podcasting app and subscribe to Ice in the Face. I promise you'll listen for two minutes and you will be hooked just like I am. So go ahead and give it a listen and back to your regularly scheduled program. Want to know the story behind Potter and Family? Potter and Family started with a hashtag for indie podcasters. The podcasters who do this for fun and because we're passionate. We're not the big podcast you hear about, most likely. We don't have 10 to 15 people helping us with production. But that doesn't mean the quality and content you're getting isn't as good as any of those shows. Is there an area of interest you like talking to people about? Listen to an indie podcast on that topic. The hosts are incredibly reachable. We're basically clamoring to hear from listeners. We're just as much your fans as you are ours. No matter what you're interested in, Potter and Family's got a show for you. Like movies and TV? Check out the Epic Film Guys, the Something Something cast, the Boxers, or the Countdown Movie and TV Review. Do you like comedy? Check out Everyone Has a Podcast, the One Word Go Show, Afterburn 739, Now That I'm Older, Rick and Paul Heal the World, or off in the weeds. How about random trivia and fun facts? Check out The Endless Knot or The Story Behind. Like comic books and geek culture? Check out Geek Yogurt Podcast or Little Geek Lost. I could go on and 
Believe me when I say there are a whole lot more where that came from. But you can find all these and more by searching the hashtag Potter and Family on Twitter. Okay, shuffling around the order of things this week. This week's featured podcast is Shut Up a Second from Sans Pants Radio. I'm kind of taking a break from my wife's recommendations after a few weeks. But this was one of the first Sans Pants shows I started listening to this and Plumbing Death Star about the same time. And the primary difference being on Shut Up a Second, rather than focusing on a pop culture question of sorts, they'll just pick a topic and and chat about it. And they'll do history and movies and facts and weird shit, but they'll just, just but they always have like a rhetorical question revol- involving that whatever subject. And it gets utterly ridiculous and they just go completely what the fuck. But here's a little sampling of what's in store for you on Shut Up a Second. Sansman's Radio, unabashedly homoerotic. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Shut Up a Second. I'm Jackson Bailey. I'm Joel Dusha. I'm Zoe Valletta. I'm Joel Zammett. I'm Ali Kathleen. I'm Emzo Keefe. I'm Tom Edgus. I'm Gabe. I'm Adam. I'm Molly. I'm Michael Shanks. Today's topic is sharks, dragon, Tom Hanks, John Cena. Share. As in, do you believe in love after love? Bad weather. A good weather. Musicals. Okay, if you hadn't figured out the the variety of of shit they talk about, there's a huge group of people. There's like anybody in Sans Pants pops up on on Shut Up a Second from time to time that I just kind of splice together a lot of the group. I definitely didn't get everybody. And if any of you are listening and I missed you, I'm sorry. But there's a lot of fucking episodes to go through and I was trying to get as many names as I could and I spent two hours putting that stupid little 45 seconds thing together. Ah, that being said, they're weird. They're, I mean, this is, if you want to get any idea of what the, enti- like, the entirety of Sans Pants Radio was like, listen to Shut Up a Second. Because they're crazy. They're, they're hilarious. But they're, they're so out there. And this is the most fun show because it's utter nonsense. You... You don't have to sit, you don't have to have the pop culture. Sometimes listening to Plumbing and Death Star, you kind of have to have that pop culture knowledge. You might have to know the movies they're talking about. You might have to know the comic books or the whatever references. But on Shut Up a Second, they might be talking about bread. They might be talking about dinosaurs. They might be talking about share. That one was like, what the. F- how the fuck are they talking about Cher? They've talked about The Rock and Tom Hanks and John Cena. And there was a running gag the whole time because Zoe could not get the John Cena music right. Now, the core of Shut Up a Second are like the three amigos of, of Sans Pants. As Jackson Bailey, Zoe Bellata, and Joel Dusher. And and if you're familiar with any of their shows, uh, Joel Zamet, who is basically the producer of all of it. It's like the he he basically he's the behind the scenes guy even though he's 
he's on every show from time to time. I mean, they're all are, but he's, he's the fourth man in every room, you know? But yeah, that group, that core starter group, because they, they basically did the first two seasons with just them. But that core group, I think are the funniest ones because they, they're just like a group. It's, it's a group of friends talking just utter nonsense. And it's so, I, I love those that when it's just the three of them and they're my favorite three. I'm sorry to everybody else out there, but they all have their own, you know, the movie maintenance guys are their group. You know, those guys do their thing. The plumbing guys kind of do their thing. But for me, it's the, the shut up a second crew. It's those three amigos that, are those are my favorite three of the Sans Pants crew, and maybe it's just because I listened to, to them first. But they are just the utter nonsense, and because they've all been friends, they, there are so many high school stories that pop up and shit like that. That you know, that they it's they've known each other for so long, and they've all been great friends for so long. I mean, the whole group has, but this is just them them goofing around and talking nonsense and that's to me that's the most fun part of the show i like i'm not one of those guys i don't like the bunch of friends sitting around in a room just chatting necessarily but this show kind of takes that that premise of a bunch of friends sitting around in a room with microphones chatting and gives it direction because every episode you've got a topic whether or not bread, whatever, but you've got a topic. They do movies about the topic. So what are movies with bread? Uh, you have the history of bread, uh, facts about bread. And there's always a rhetorical question. There's always a rhetor- It opens with a rhetorical question about whatever bread we're sticking with bread. So what is your favorite bread? What is the least, what's the, best thing to do with bread besides eating it whatever what else could you do with bread well like i don't know i'm just throwing shit out there but the and it just becomes these utterly ridiculous conversations and so it's hilarious i i i love it i i don't miss shut up a second sometimes i'll i'll pass on a plumbing to death star if i really have no clue what the fuck they're talking about i usually don't but sometimes like if i have no clue i'm i i uh, to go back to uh, my wife's supernatural uh, meme that she pops up, I do not understand this reference. I need that, and I need a sound clip of that. Seriously, I don't use it as often as she does. But anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I, there's no point in skipping. Shut up a second, because it's just nonsense. It's just having fun, having silly conversations with three friends. So it's 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 just a good. It's just a good time. I'm going back to my superhero movies. It's just fun. As long as it's fun, there's there's nothing wrong with it. It's just fun. Have fun. That's it. So, like always, you can find Shut Up a Second at sanspantsradio.com with all of the rest. And if you want to get direct there, throw on a slash... It's got hyphens in it. So just go to Sans Pants Radio and right there on the... You've got all the shows listed. Just click on Shut Up a Second. Or you can go to odddadout.blogspot.com and click on Recommended Listening. 
or in the show notes for this episode. You'll find a link right there that'll take you right to Shut Up a Second and all of the Sans Pants radio shows. So, that is going to do it for me this week. Remember, you can check out all the pictures of all these fun little things and links to all these news stories, the Thor Ragnarok trailer, and the re- all of my recommended listening at odddadout.blogspot.com. Email me at odddadout at gmail.com. And find me on Facebook and Twitter at odddadout, obviously. And if you are so inclined, or because you're just cool like that, leave me a review on iTunes or drop me a line. Send me an email or Facebook or whatever. Wherever you want to send me a something, I will read it on the show or and give you a shout out like I did last week to the Boondoggle guys. But it's... I, I like feedback. I want to hear from you. So, subscribe, give me a review, let me know what you think of the show, so that other people can see it, and other people know what the hell they're in for when they're listening. Because, I want to know what you think. That's just the deal. I want to know. I can't tell if you don't tell me. So, until next week, I've been Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. Thank you, and good night.